0: This is Liz Colburn, host of The Morning Uplift. Thank you for listening to the following broadcast on Public Health Media.
1: This is Madeline, host of Crowned and Dangerous here on Public House Media. Thanks for
0: listening to the following broadcast on Public House Media. Once you are done with this episode, I hope you'll come back to check out my show, Crowned and Dangerous, where Jessica and I talk about our time in
1: the pageant world. A new show comes out bi-weekly on Thursdays. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode of Crowned and Dangerous. Thanks again for checking out the following broadcast on Public House Media.
0: everybody. What's up? I am Jennifer, your host of the Confessions of a Military Spouse podcast. I'm a military spouse of almost 10 years, a health and fitness enthusiast, and I have the most amazing little girl. I am super, super excited for today's episode because I have a very, very special guest with us today and I cannot wait to dive in. So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to Charlene and I'll let her tell you guys a little bit more about herself. So welcome Charlene, thank you for joining us. I am so excited to have you. So go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, thanks Jenna. So I'm Charlene Wilde. I often go by
1: Charlie. um, So feel free to call me that. And um, I've been a, I'm a veteran myself, and I've been a military spouse for 16 years. And we've kind of gone everywhere, uh, seen many things overseas, stateside. Um, And I have two wonderful boys um, that are both teenagers now, and um, they've had the, um, the privilege of living overseas for several years, and so that's been super fun. And now we're kind of on the backside of our career, uh, where my husband is looking to retire um, at any time. So that's very exciting. And currently, I work with um, AFMA, which is American Armed Forces Mutual Aid Association, and we're the longest-standing non-profit uh, military association that we serve veterans, and 45% of our employees are veterans. Um, and so that makes us very unique compared to other nonprofits.
0: Wow that is amazing. 16 years like that's mind-blowing to me. I feel like 10 years is a really long time but then I hear like 16 and I'm like, oh my gosh <laughs> So yeah, I, I believe it myself <laughs> So overall Charlene, what has your experience been like as a military spouse? You know overall it's been very
1: exciting and very gratifying. It uh, definitely had our our bumps along the way, um, like any um, any life experience does. But overall, it's been very positive, and um, I, I feel that I've been able to um, things that I have learned been able to pass on to many spouses and uh, through different avenues through FRG and that kind of thing. So overall, it's been very gratifying.
0: Oh my gosh, that's amazing to hear you say that your experience has been so positive because. I'm sure you know in the military spouse world, we hear a lot of negative things, and there's not a lot of spouses, I feel like, that have a lot of positive things to say. So I think it is so, so, so important that our spouses hear that you can have a positive experience being a military spouse and that it doesn't always have to be negative. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely.
1: And, you know, it sort of goes to um, whenever I... I uh, first left the military and it was a really hard transition for me and becoming a spouse and a officially dependent um, and not the military member that was very challenging for me and my first uh, military commander's wife told me to bloom where you're planted and I have always um, thought of that and I always try to put that um, in the forefront of my mind whenever I, um, I have a difficult situation.
0: Yes. And I think that is so, so true because we move around so much and it's hard to get, I guess, stability. So to have that bloom where you're planted in the forefront of your mind all the time is like the perfect quote for any military spouse, because I feel like as a spouse, you can really let this life drag you down if you choose to. But like you said, if you have that in the forefront of your mind and you go with that, you really can have an amazing experience.
1: Absolutely.
0: Which you made a really good point that you were prior military. And I'm curious to know since you were prior military and now you're a military spouse, do you feel like being prior military has helped or I don't want to say hindered, but that's the only word that's really coming to my mind being a (laughs) spouse. Do you feel like it's easier being a spouse that you've been prior military? Do you feel like it's harder?
1: Well, I feel like it's a double-edged sword, actually. Um, I asked the same question to my to my spouse uh, the other night, and he felt the same way. And it was kind of interesting that he replied that way, um, that it's, in a lot of ways, it's very positive because for him, he doesn't have to, um, he can speak very plainly to me. He can talk about his workday um, as much as he can that in, in terms that he knows I understand. And um, that I am more understanding if it's, um, you know, a pre-deployment cycle, if it's some other cycle or, or career phase that he's in. That I understand because I was there, too, um, and I had the same career path. Him or I were actually um, in the same career field. And so we did the same job. And so I do understand for him, it's a lot um, It's easier for him to talk to me in the evening about things, and I do understand that, but on the, the downside of that is that sometimes um, he forgets the emotional side of that, um, not only him, but his, you know, his bosses or whatever, for when I was in FRG, that they forget the emotional side that I am his boss, and so please don't talk to me like I'm one of you soldiers.
0: <laughs> yes, oh my gosh, it is so funny that you bring that point up about having the knowledge that you do because my next question in a minute is going to be about that. But it's so true. I feel like it's hard too for them to get out of that um I guess military mode sometimes when they come home, especially if they're in like a pre-deployment cycle or things are just really stressful at work and I've had to tell my husband too, and I'm not even prior military, but I've had to tell him, listen, I am not one of your Marines. Our daughter is not one of your Marines. So please don't treat us and don't talk to us like that. And I think, like you said, they just forget the emotional side and that we're human beings. that <laughs> We yeah. have emotions and you know, we're not as invested as they are. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and it, it can be challenging and, um, especially now, you know, currently, um, We live in D.C., and he used to work at the Pentagon. And at the Pentagon, it was very stressful. And um, he quit taking the Metro because the Metro didn't give him time to kind of decompress before he got home. And so he started riding his motorcycle to work so um, that he could just feel the freedom and be able to, you know, become himself again before he came home.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's amazing because a lot of military members, I feel like, go through that same thing where they don't have time to decompress before they come home. And then they just, not that they purposefully drag it into the house, but it happens. It happens with everybody. I mean, you can have a stressful day at any job and bring it home with you, but it's awesome that he recognized that and did something to change it. Because I feel like a lot of, I guess, failures in the military world is the fact that their spouses have that trouble separating those things. Mm Absolutely. Absolutely. So you mentioned that, you know, you being prior military have the knowledge that you have, obviously, and so it's easier for your husband to talk to you. So I'm really curious to know, like, when it comes to deployment and just day-to-day military life, do you feel like you have an advantage over some spouses who haven't been prior military because you know a little bit more, or do you feel like sometimes you know too much? (laughs)
1: Well, it's you know it's interesting is that um, I do feel that and some you know I wouldn't call it an advantage but you know some positive points is that I don't feel like I overreact as much um, because I can kind of you know in today's term you know kind of filter out the fake news and um, and, and not get so excited about every little thing I might hear um, whenever during a deployment um, and also on the positive side of that is that if I see a fellow spouse, um, you know, kind of getting sucked into, you know, this, the emotions of it all, that I'm able to, um, you know, be that person they can talk to and, oh. and, you know, and just recognize the signs and recognize that and say, you know, it's, it's really going to be okay. Um, but the, the downside that I have experienced in two deployments now is where I was the um, kind of like the spouse group um, leader on that, is that the um, we did have a couple incidences where the uh, unit commanders then would you know talk to me um, differently and um, whenever there was an incident one time that he actually I had to stop him in the middle of a sentence and say is my husband okay and he's like oh yeah yeah he's fine um, and-
0: <laughs> okay well you could have started out with that right. <laughs> yeah
1: like you should have just said that at the very beginning I just say, just please start all over again (laughs) Uh, and so that was kind of eye-opening to me of um you know like okay well maybe I should just talk to him and not ever say I'm a veteran (laughs) (laughs) not even go there because you know it just kind of sheds this whole new light that they um so that's definitely for me as a downside sometimes because I um, you know, they forget the emotional side that we talked about before as a spouse. Um, but definitely the more during an active deployment, I, I do feel being a veteran is, um, gives me just a little more of the, uh, I can read through a lot of the, you know, my filters higher um, oh. than, than other people may not without um, that experience.
0: Absolutely. And you made a really good point about being able to be that person to kind of filter through and help other spouses because social media, the news, everything is so prevalent in today's world. And there's so much, like you said, fake news out there. And it's really hard for someone who's not been in the military to filter through that and figure out okay, what's good and what's BS, you know? And Absolutely. I have to be honest and say, it's really funny because people ask me all the time, like, well, cause my husband is currently deployed right now. And they're like, well, aren't you concerned? You know, everything that's going on, blah, blah, blah. And I always tell them to be a hundred percent honest. I don't pay attention to the news. I don't read articles on Facebook or on the internet, not because I'm like a quote unquote bad spouse, but because for me, less is more and ignorance is bliss And if there's something that's truly happening that I really need to know about, either my husband's going to let me know, or one of the other spouses who are veterans themselves are going to let me know too. But there, I feel like there are not enough people in the world that can be that person. So I think it's amazing that you recognize that and that you are there to help these people.
1: You know, it's, um, yeah, unfortunately in today's world, you know, their deployments aren't going to go away. And, and I think of more, um, you know, spouses, and, and I know that you are as well. We would just, you know, kind of be opening, you know, open up and be for other spouses and be um, be there for them and, and be kind of that, a solid ground for people to talk to um, and create that environment um, is really important.
0: Yes, absolutely. Because part of the reason I started this podcast is because there is so much, negativity surrounding military spouses and that life that I wanted to shed a new light on the, on the military spouse life and let people know like, Hey, first of all, it's not all bad. Second of all, like the deployment curse is so real. It's not even funny, but it's okay. You live through it. (laughs) You know, you, you definitely live through it and things happen, but it's okay. Like stuff goes on behind the scenes that people don't really know about, but they need to know about.
1: Absolutely, and um, finding that reliable, there is so much social media, and there are so many different pages of trying to figure out, okay, what are the real pages, and what are really good information, and what are pages that, you know, I can just leave this this page, and I don't need to be a part of that, and that's hard to understand, and hard to know as you go through that um, experience, to know which ones are good, and which ones I should just walk away.
0: Absolutely. And it's funny that you say that because one of the things that I wanted to ask you about is your take and how you feel about these social media pages and how spouses are on them. I'm not sure if you're part of any, but I'm sure you've heard about them. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And so I'm very curious to know what your take on it is because I know what mine is, but I I love to get other people's opinion and see things maybe in a different light. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. Cause, um, there's been, I think of two or three different pages. I've, I try to join the pages for whatever base that we're at and whatever, you know, location, because that's usually a source of, you know, well, sometimes just pure entertainment.
0: Um, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I need to popcorn
1: out and read through everything. <laughs> uh, but at other times though, it can be, um, it's really annoying. Um, when you see that you do have certain people that are really truly brand new to not only military life, but to that location, or they're moving there next year, and they're trying to get true information, and, um, and one base may have maybe four or five different you know, groups, say on Facebook, that you know, she's trying to decide, or he, of which one is best for me, and they ask these questions that are totally innocent, and they get massacred. Um, and it's not really, it's not fair, um, to that new person. And then unfortunately, since we don't really have the, you know, the old like FRG groups that were spouse led really anymore, they're contractors, everything has changed so much that, you know, there really are, those pages are, were originally built for spouses to get information. Um, and it's hard to find a good one, uh, that truly is good information.
0: Um, Absolutely. And I feel like sometimes they almost get too big and there's too many hands in the pot, so to speak. And then people are getting all of this information. And then how do you decipher, like, is this person, you know, telling the truth? What about this person? Because they said two different things. So how do I know who to believe? Yeah.
1: Um, No, I think of uh, when I was stationed in Korea, um, that was probably the most entertaining page (laughs) um, because uh, we would have, you know people that was their first time out of country like a lot of spouses that their first international tour um and it just seemed crazy everyone would say oh is the commissary open today is you know what's the holiday hours being very innocent and then they get like three or four different answers and then it turns into a whole hour-long you know chat session uh to answer one question and uh, and that one was probably the most entertaining um, where I just, you know, I hardly even posted or anything I would just read um, because, you know, it just was sad to me in so many different levels that truly innocent questions would just get, um, you know, turn a whole different avenue.
0: Yes, absolutely. And it's so funny that you mentioned that about like the commissary hours, because you like, like you said, these people are new or they're going to potentially be new. And literally all they're doing is asking for advice and the negativity and the sarcasm and all of that just is not necessary. And I don't understand why people are like that in the military spouse world. Like it blows my mind because everybody is doing the same thing. Like Mm -hmm. everybody's spouse is in the military. So it's like, why can't you just be nice? Yeah. There's no reason
1: for that. Um, but you know, as I've I've thought about it quite a bit and it's kind of indicative of society as a whole, though. I know that the military spouse group isn't any different from, you know, we're all the melting pot of America. And so we're all from different avenues. So it's very indicative of society as a whole, um, where, you know, everyone seems to be that way and everyone gets offended about many
0: things. That's yeah, that's very, very true. And, you know, it's sad especially for me, I'm only 30, but I still feel like even when I was a kid, times were very, very different than now that my child is a kid. And it makes me sad because like some of the experiences that I had growing up as a kid, she doesn't necessarily get to have because times are so different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's
1: very true. Um, you know, I'm, um, uh, my, my father was retired from the Marine Corps. And I'm a, you know, I grew up in the military um, as a military brat, and I have a whole different experience um, than my children do. And you know, my mom was a military spouse, and you know, her version of you know deployment and what she advice she gave to me was completely different from modern, you know, from our deployments now. And it's just been um, it's been interesting to see the different generations and different. Um, and
0: just different experiences on that. Oh, absolutely. So one question that I'm always curious about because I think about this with my daughter because neither my husband nor myself came from military families, so we were not military brats going up. But I know that my daughter is going to be, obviously. So I always worry about the constant moving around and having to make friends and, like, is she going to turn out to be a decent human being? So... Being that you have been a military child yourself, how do you feel like that has affected your adulthood? Do you feel like it helped you growing up, you know, to become a well-rounded adult? Do you feel like you have resentment because you moved around all the time? What is your take on that? Um, well, I think that <clears throat>
1: overall it was a positive experience um, but my experience is totally different than my sister. My sister sort of got the brunt end of where they moved all the time. She had, you know, 10 different schools she went to. Um, but my father, you know, thankfully retired when I was very young. Um, he retired when I was in fifth grade. And so, but on the, the positive side of that, though, is that, you know, she, my sister, I look at her, and she learned to adapt, to her and she very much so... Um, Learned quick, she can quickly move into a situation like all military kids can, and she can, uh, you know, um, adapt what she needs to do. And um, my children, I, I see that now in them. they they quickly adapt, and now that they're in a freshman in middle school, um, that they're um, able to do that um, relatively quick. It gets harder as they get older. Um, but I did have the pleasure of my father retiring, so I could stay stable uh, oh, for a
0: long. Time. That is that's amazing. But it's super awesome to hear that your kids are older and they're doing just fine.
1: Mm-hmm. You, know, it's, you know, it's it's interesting now that you know my father retired. You know, so I could be stable. Um, at least he wanted at least one child to be in the stable and. <laughs> You know, and we, my husband and I found ourselves in the same situation. We moved here to D.C. in 2015, is that um, we had the exact same conversation and um, that we want Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your
0: price tool from Progressive.
1: Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus.
0: The name, name your price, price tool, only from Progressive.
1: <laughs> the and a foul of the comatose cock swing.
0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: wanted our kids to be stable. And because we saw that the effects of moving as they got older were getting harder for them. Um, and so that was the decision that we made. And so we're now he just started his second tour here in DC area uh,
0: oh. for that. That's so, so awesome though that he has. Kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, that's so awesome though that he has the option to stay there, and that you guys both realize you know stability is pretty important in life. Kids, I feel like adapt way better than adults, but mm-hmm. you still want that stability for your kids.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting that you never know when that decision is going to come. We had no idea when we moved here to DC, um, that that would be our decision. We thought it would be another tour and we're out. Um, and within, but within the first year, um, we both knew that that was it. And this is what we need to do. So, um, I can give that out there that you'll know when it's time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that's so true. Um, my husband and i were just recently talking and because he was selected for promotion which is great but of course pcs usually comes with that <laughs> and we haven't been here that long and the thought of like another move just it kills me and i tell him every time i'm like i think we're getting really close to the point where we just want to like settle down plant some roots and have some stability
1: Yeah, it was, um, it was very much a mutual decision here. So, um, but we had just been overseas for, uh, six years. Um, and so coming back to the States was kind of like the comfort blanket that we all needed.
0: Oh, I can only imagine. Uh, we have not done an overseas tour yet, but we have like that feeling of like impending doom that it's coming, (laughs) <laughs> so, I'll probably be reaching out whenever that happens
1: <laughs> uh, once again, you know, just to bloom where you're planted. it it was it was an amazing six um and my kids actually would go back overseas if we give them a choice. So. Oh,
0: that's so amazing. I have heard so many great things about overseas tours, so that's why it doesn't scare me as much as I think it would had I not heard so many great things,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think they mostly miss traveling,
0: um, to other places. Oh, yes. Because you're so close to everything. Like why not take advantage of it? Exactly. So how do you feel that your job, sorry, switching gears, um, how do you feel your job has helped you or hindered if there is any hindrance in being a military spouse? Because you guys deal with a lot of spouses and military members, correct? We do,
1: we do, and
0: actually, that's all we serve.
1: Um, and that's one of the um, uh, for our our um, our association is that we only serve veterans um, and military members, active duty, retired, um, or whatever your affiliation is, and their spouses. Um, and so that is all we serve. And as I said before, most of our employees um, and all op- uh, association officers are all uh, veterans or retirees. That's, um, you know, for being a military spouse, I think is a major advantage to work at AFMA. Um, my first two years here were actually in the Survivor Assistance Department, um, which is a department that was kind of our, our our, our cornerstone service and how we started that when one of our members passes and it's a most difficult situation in that family's life uh, potentially and um, but we have the unique service is that we uh, we take them and kind of we assign them a counselor and we do everything for them we do their military uh, DFAS VA uh, life insurance We take care of all that for them. All they have to do is call AFMA. And I had the privilege of doing that for two years. I was in charge of that section, and it was amazing. And being a spouse um, only enabled me to really comfort that surviving spouse who called because they knew I understood um, what they were, not necessarily what they were going through, but I understood their lifestyle.
0: That is amazing because... It's not something that spouses really want to think about, the fact that they could lose their spouse, but it's something that we have to think about. And to know that there's a service out there that can help you in that situation, losing anybody is not an easy situation, but I feel like the lifestyle and all of the other behind the scenes things as a military family is a little more challenging than normal and so to know that there's someone basically in your corner fighting for you and helping you and understanding you through that time, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, it is. It was truly uh, just an amazing uh, couple years. And now I'm in a different role from the association, but yet, um, you know, I'm still able to, you know, um, help our members in many different ways. And that's what uh, definitely being a military spouse in a um, here at ACMA is definitely, uh, I can't see any kind of hindrance um, because we also hire uh, so many different spouses as well because we see the value in spouses. Even though you may move, we don't care because um, we know that you're able to better serve our members um, with who you are.
0: And hands down, that one simple statement, knowing that you're going to move, but we don't care, <laughs> that's huge. You
1: care. And that's
0: We'll do that, you know. Yeah, that's so huge because I know I find myself a lot of times. Like I have always been very upfront with my employers before I get hired. Like, hey, I'm a military spouse. I've got a lot of stuff going on. Chances are my husband's going to deploy, and eventually we're going to PCS. And I feel like as an employer um, who doesn't really understand the military lifestyle, I feel like it could be challenging for them to hire someone put all this time and effort and training into getting them where they need to be knowing in two to three years, they're going to be leaving.
1: Yeah. Um, it, it's very hard to find an employer. I think that the tide is turning, changing a little bit on that. You know, there's been the acts of Congress and those kind of things that's coming into light more. Um, you know, but after, we also have something called spouse link in our page and um, they actually have their own, um, it's a kind of a, a safe um, social media page as well. Um, but we have South link ambassadors that we, uh, who are military spouses, who we pay them um, to advertise for us and to do different events. Uh, and, you know, the key bases across um, the U.S.
0: Wow, that's really amazing. I will um, get that link from you and I will try to link it or have my media company <laughs> link it, um, on the podcast so people can have that resource.
1: Yeah, it's a great resource. It's it's a grassroots movement of, um, you know, recognizing that, you know, we can't be everywhere. Um, but we can and empower military spouses on different bases and we can empower them to, you know, to basically talk about our company for us. So
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And I love the word empower because I feel like a lot of times spouses feel so, I mean, I've been there where you feel so hopeless and helpless because you're basically living your life for your spouse. You know, you move for them, you have to rearrange your schedule for them and all of this. And a lot of times I feel like it's really easy to get lost in transition yourself. So to know that there is a place that they can go where they will be empowered, That's amazing.
1: And that's one of the reasons why I just, um, you know, I I do truly love uh, working with AFMA and being able to help our uh, military families.
0: So one question that I have for you, because I know personally where I'm located and especially in the social media groups that I'm part of, I see a lot of bullying in the military spouse community and I'm just curious if that's kind of like across the board if places certain places are worse than others what have you seen in the community since you're both a veteran and a spouse Mm -hmm.
1: Um, I think it's geographically um, I think if there's I've, I've noticed on the bases that have a lot of Deployments where there could be more stress um, on spouses. I've noticed that there, are those sites in particular, could be more, have more bullying um, on those. And I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, but I think I've also seen. I've noticed that here in my area, I haven't seen it as much, um, where there's not necessarily that stress um, of you know constant deployments and unknown information so I think maybe it's regional but
0: that's just my opinion well I I like to get other people's opinion because for whatever reason my husband and I other than the time that we were on recruiting duty we have spent his entire career on the west coast so the west coast is all I know as far as military spouse life so those types of things I like to ask people whenever I meet them and they've been at other places like, is it regional? Is it nationwide? Like, what, you know, what has your experience been? So.
1: Yeah, well, it needs to go away. It's really uncalled for. Um, but, you know, once again, I do think it's indicative of society as a whole.
0: Yeah. Um, unfortunately. Absolutely. So. And it, like you said, it's very unfortunate, but it is, I, I agree, indicative of society because, I mean, bullying happens everywhere. When I first became a spouse, I thought, oh, you know, like we're all spouses. We're all in this world together. It's going to be one big happy family. And then I quickly realized that was not the situation.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I think we all come in with our rose-colored glasses on. Um, (laughs) Yes, definitely. If if you have those glasses, why would you enter into that anyway? (laughs) (laughs) Right?
0: (laughs) So... Being that you are a veteran yourself and a spouse and that you work for AFMA, what is like your best advice that you can give a spouse that's going through deployment? Um,
1: actually, I, I would say that, um, not to let one, um, bad experience kind of jade your opinion of deployment or military life as a whole. Um, you know, is that, you know, the beauty of the military spouse lifestyle and the military life in general is that you constantly do get to push kind of the reset button um, for, you know, each deployment or, you know, each uh, PCS is that, you know, you learn from those mistakes and you see like, okay, you know, that wasn't so good. I didn't really do the best thing there, but yet, you know what, there's probably gonna be another one, and how can I learn from that experience? And how can I help someone else? Um, I think if someone just, you know, just that would be my one more piece of advice is to um, learn from past experiences and to always know, you know what, the next time I'm
0: gonna do better. Oh my gosh, I love that. I, I absolutely love that. And I love the fact that you said help somebody else because, like you said, all of our experiences are so different. And every Mm -hmm. time our experience is different. Like you said, with deployment, with PCS, you know, everything, we do have a chance to push the reset button often. And I feel like people don't take advantage of that. And they let this heavy weight carry them wherever they go. And if you do that, it'll be a miserable life. But if you push the reset button you can make it anything you want.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It, it truly is, you know,
1: that you're, you're the one in the driver's seat there. Um, and, you know, that's, I, I think that um, that would be my number one advice is just to, you know, bloom where you're planted and, you know, have that positive outlook. Because, you know, your family will um, definitely appreciate that. You know, we've all gone through different stages in our life and it's always easy to say it and we all it all the time, but to, you know, to really, um, you know, even though we do see the negativity on social media, we do see negativity and bullying everywhere else, but you know, not to let it jade your personal experience, um, and to be, um, just to be a solid and positive person for everyone else.
0: Yes, absolutely. Make your experience your own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So before we wrap it up, the last question that I want to end with is, what would be your best one or two pieces of advice for a new spouse coming into the military world? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say um,
1: the, to be uh, flexible and um, to not be afraid to reach out to other people. um, If you're, and to always look for the positivity in others. And, um, as I said earlier, not to be jaded by someone else who is negative, um, but to be flexible and I would, um, and to be open to new experiences, um, would really set you apart and to help your military journey be a positive one.
0: I think that is amazing, amazing advice. And it's so true be flexible and be open-minded. You know, the, the military life is just so unpredictable. And I'm a very type A structured, like type of person. And that was probably one of my biggest adjustments was learning to be flexible and be open-minded.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and to realize that not everyone else thinks like you do and um, not everyone else may be as organized as you are. And that's okay. That's their life and it's not yours.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, i sorry. I do have one more question because <laughs> this is something that I had struggled with for a really long time. Um, what would you, what advice would you give people, well, military spouses um, on making lasting friendships throughout this journey?
1: Mm um you know it's that's one of the the beauties of, of a military spouse is that you do meet friends along the way and um you know it's it's interesting because some you know as we some people come into your life for you know a season and they're only meant to be there for a season and you know other people will be um, are there for your for the long term and their seasons really long and I've had the pure privilege of uh, throughout the years meeting so many awesome people um, but some of them are only temporary and I used to get really um, hurt whenever we PCS that um, how come they didn't call me again I gave them my number and to think yeah, I would take it always a personal and so my our second duty station I was I really kept myself to myself I did not open up to others And I did not make hardly any friends because I was scared of getting hurt Um, again. I was terrified. Um, But then I learned that I'm only making myself miserable. And that's whenever someone told me about the friends for a season. And some people are only there for a short season. And once I kind of got that through my head, I have just had the pure joy of having friends that, um, you know, we connect on social media, and they're true friends. Is um, we may not talk for months and sometimes a year, but then they move to my area. And they're like, Hey, are you still there? I'm like, Yes. And then they're at my house, and we've never skipped a beat. And so I think that the military spouse community, we are, you know, I think, um, are able to do that more successfully than maybe other communities.
0: That is just such amazing advice and every single thing that you said absolutely resonated with me and I have 100% been there and I feel like probably every spouse experience experiences that but maybe they don't talk about it because it's hard it is so hard whenever you make a friend and then you have to move and like you said you take it personal when they don't call but you don't realize like they don't understand us and maybe we don't understand them and that they are only there for a season and they have maybe served their purpose in that chapter of our life. And now it's time to move on.
1: And if they're really meant to be there. You know, it's been amazing on this tour that now we're in our fourth year here in this area um, that now it's actually kind of come kind of full circle. I think DC except so large and there's so many different bases. It's amazing right now. I mean, I have people here that I have met at different duty stations across from 16 years, and they're all within an hour. Um, And it's been really cool uh, that we've all been able to reconnect um, in different ways.
0: Yes, that is one glorious thing about being a military spouse is just that, you know, you guys can part ways and then somehow the military will bring you back together and it'll be like nothing ever happened.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and you know, I, I, learned that from my own mother, you know, she still has friends that she started, um, and the Marine Corps with, and they're still friends now. And that's just amazing to me to see that, um, happen for her.
0: Yes. And I will say like the friends that I have made through the military, I have some really great friends that I've, you know, had since high school and even grade school. And the friends that I've made through the military are just as comparable to them. They are always there whenever we need them, no matter what. Um, they'll usually always help out without asking for anything in return. It's an undeniable bond you mm-hmm. know between between each other because I think we understand each other on on a deeper level.
1: Absolutely. I think that's very, very true of the whole community.
0: Absolutely. Well, I don't have any more questions for you, but is there anything else that you want military spouses to know?
1: Um, I would say that um, enjoy the journey. Um, And it's always always a new beginning. And it's not always sunny and bright. There's going to be some dark spots along the way but um, enjoy it and have fun with it. And the more that you um, have the positive outlook, um, the more that um, your spouse and your kids will feel that and your whole family will be better as a well. whole.
0: Absolutely amazing. It has been such a pleasure having you on my show. I am so excited for listeners to hear this. You are just a wealth of knowledge, and I so appreciate you being here and your time. Thank you so much.
1: It's been an absolute pleasure,
0: Nine one one. What's your emergency? Señora, ¿me estás diciendo que un tren le pegó a una camioneta?
1: Sí, yo pensé que sería cruzar. El hijo iba rápido, creo, y después. ¡Ay, Dios mío, qué horror! No puedes saber a qué velocidad viene un tren. Por eso están los señalamientos de advertencia.
0: Obedécelos. Alto. El tren no para. Mensaje de Necha.